Welcome to the first ever episode of Improv on Tape, a show that takes your favorite stories and bends them and twists them and turns them a little bit on their head and creates something totally new. The way our show works is that I, the narrator, kind of push the story forward to kind of set up scenes a little bit, and then our improv actors will take it from there. They're going to take the story to places it's never been before. And if I'm being 100% honest, places it probably shouldn't be taken. There's a lot of weird shit in the show. That's one thing I can guarantee. A lot of weird stuff. Think of me as kind of a referee, a kind of game master. My job is to keep things on track. We try to stay true to the original plot, but how we get there, how we get to the end, is made up on the spot. Also, we've decided that for this season, we wanted to do a story that we thought would resonate with a lot of people, and we thought, what's more magical than Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? One rule that we have is that all of our American actors, which is our whole cast, must speak with British accents. And that's mostly to keep up the authenticity and the integrity of the story. That's just a little something we did for you, the audience. Listen, it's going to be a fun, wild ride. We're really pumped that you guys are here. And we hope you enjoy yourself. So just sit back, relax, and close your eyes. I think the show is better if you close your eyes. Like, if I was you, I would go find a nice comfy spot on a couch or your bed, put on some headphones, Maybe light a candle to set a mood. Oh, God, that sounds nice. And just push those headphones deep into your ears or over your ears, depending on what headphones you got. Turn up the volume and just let us take you away to a place you might not want to go, but it's going to be worth it, I promise. Welcome to Improv on Tape. Enjoy Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Chapter 1. The Dursleys are a well-to-do, status-conscious family living in England. On his way back to work one ordinary morning, Mr. Dursley notices a cat reading a map. On my way to work. What the fuck? (laughs) Is that a cat reading the news? Oh, no. (laughs) It's just reading the comics. (laughs) Then, as Mr. Dursley is waiting in traffic, he notices people dressed in brightly colored cloaks. What is the pride parade today? (laughs) Out of the way! Meanwhile, at home, the news is full of unusual reports of things like... It seems like there's a lot of people on brooms flying in the air. That's strange. That night, as the Dursleys are falling asleep, Albus Dumbledore, a wizard, appears on the street... He talks to a cat. Oh, Mrs. McGonagall. So nice of you to join me. Could you please transform first before conversing? The cat transforms into a woman named Professor McGonagall. Hello, Professor. It's a bit peaky outside, isn't it? I find it quite nice. My cheeks are quite flush. I was just going to say that you look young. You look younger than you ever have. Stop trying to hit on me. I'm gay and that's canon. (laughs) Dumbledore explains who Voldemort killed the previous night. He killed 
Emily Potter and her husband, whatever his name was. <laughs> Emily? Yes. Emily and James Potter? Yes, James, that was it. A bright young lad. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he remarried. The last one was just... They weren't a good fit. No, but it is unfortunate for Emily to get cro- caught in that crossfire. Anyway, they had a child, you may remember. Poor Emily. She was a stepmother, you know. A very really? damn good one at that. Professor McGonagall finally calls out the baby that Dumbledore has been holding the entire conversation. What in God's <laughs> name is in your arms? I thought you were oh. holding a massive potato. Oh no, this is a child. A human oh. child. A wizard child. It's uh, Emily. Remember, I just talked to you about Emily and James, how they were murdered? Yes, this was their kid. Yeah. Right. His, his name's Harry Potter. Yes. Harry I plan on Potter. leaving him with these... Yes, I plan on leaving him with these horrible, horrible human beings so that one day when he comes to me and I teach him of his glorious destiny, this little piece of shit is going to feel like he owes me. I'm going to run this kid's life. It's going to be great. This little piece of shit is going to grow up in terror. Can you imagine? He'll have poor person, Ray. Yes, It's perfect. Yes, he's going to need someone, a wise old mentor, to show him the ways. It's brilliant. Careful, Albus. Suddenly, a giant named Hagrid then falls out of the sky on a motorcycle. No! Oh, oh, sorry about that. Was just uh, getting a whistle tip on my uh, Suzuki Ninja. How late am I? <laughs> hello, Hagrid. Hello, we've hello been there. Here. We've been here 20 minutes, that's all. Yes. Just uh, staring at the house? Yes. Oh, no, you know. Shooting oh. the breeze, you know. Oh, yes, it's a nice breeze, real nice, yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Where exactly were you uh, for 20 minutes? Uh, like I said, uh, putting a whistle tip on me motorcycle. Could you... Um... It is a going at like a... Uh, oh. You know, like a, like a big kazoo. Oh, so it's it like makes a... it whistle when you drive. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah. a muffler. Yo, sure, I guess, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was something sexual. Oh, I Whistle mean, tip. I mean, anything can be if you put your imagination to it. Well, we are What's that you got in your hands? Oh, it's a child. It's oh. not a potato. Okay. No, don't Shame. eat it. <laughs> okay. Dumbledore takes Harry and places him on the Dursleys' doorstep with a letter he has written to the Dursleys. He reads it out loud. Dear Dursleys, this is Harry Potter, Emily's son. She was killed by a man named Voldemort. I'm going to skip the gruesome details, but... He's dead now, so there's really no reason for me to have to leave him with you other than the fact that I need you to ruin this little shit's life so that one day I can bring him up out of the darkness and show him the light, and he will name his children after me, and my legacy will last for eons. You see, that is true immortality. Because people who grow up rich suck. Chapter 2 Ten years have passed. Harry Potter is now almost eleven and living in wretchedness in a cupboard under the stairs in the Dursleys' home. 
Harry is tormented by the Dursley's son, Dudley, a spoiled and whiny boy. Oh, hey, Potter boy, from the stairs, you little goblin boy. Hey, Harry, hey, can you hear <laughs> yes. me? Yes, hey, yes, I uh, can hear you. You're you, you know what right you have in, in common with a, a vacuum cleaner? What? Absolutely everything, you little punk. You suck and you stay under the stairs. <laughs> Stupid, ugly little muffin boy. Oh, that's a good one, Dursley. That's, Thanks. That's, okay. I don't need compliments from you. You wouldn't know a good one if it bit you on the bum. You keep talking about my bum and me sucking things and really, I'm just trying to stay in my own cupboard attic area and you keep like coming in at night, knocking on my door and when I don't answer, you knock quieter, softer, the just Stockholm rasping. Syndrome thing. You've been here for so long, I think I might be starting to fall in love with you even though I hate you so much. <laughs> you stupid little brat boy. Harry is awakened the morning of Dudley's birthday by his aunt Petunia. Ah, hi, hi, Petunia. Hello, auntie. Yeah, make us breakfast, asshole. Okay. And it's pancakes. Pancakes. Biscuits. You heard Dudley. Get him pancakes. Pancakes. It's lot of carbs. No surprise. All right. Better not serve us any cantaloupe like last time, you trash. Ugh, trash little brat boy. (laughs) Stupid little human in the stairs. As Harry begins to make breakfast, Dudley gets upset because he sees only 37 presents. Mom? Dad? What? What the hell is this? 30... The presents. What? Yeah. 37? Yes, we counted them ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we counted them each. Your father knows how to count now. Yes. I had 37 presents last year. Oh, God. Yeah? What's your plan? Oh, last no. year. It's a new damn year, so I get one more present. Isn't that right, Daddy? He's right. Didn't you tell he's, me that? Vernon, he's, he's right. Shit. He's right. 38. Oh, shit. 30, I'm oh, expecting God. one more present. Vernon, uh, tick, shit. Tick, tick, Vernon, tick, shit. Is it, Vernon, get him another is one. Is it here? Where's the present, Vernon? You know what? We're, we're uh, excuse me. Right now. Excuse me. I, Shut up, I've, little brat I've, boy. Wait, Hold I've on. got a present for you right here. I made one pancake especially for you, and I made it in the shape of your favorite thing, my bum. And here, why don't I just, just take this as your final present and be satiated? What the fuck, Potter? You know what, no. You know what, no. I can't actually do anything with this except for eat it. And and I have. So now I need one more present. And now he's back down to 37. What are you going to do about that, genius? Oh, yeah. Do you got another one? Do you got another thing of your bum? The Dursleys try to explain why they don't want Harry to go to the zoo for Dudley's birthday. All right. Let me put this in terms you can explain. The child is fucking weird. Harry, look, you smell, okay? You smell. And we don't want to bring you out. All right. It's kind of your responsibility to give me access to a shower. Hey. But, hey. Uh, uh, I have back? the shower. That's in my room. No, okay? I don't want to come into your shower. All right, you no, can I if want you want. To go it's just right up there. All you no. have to do is go up and shower. I do it. You better not be coming in anybody's shower. Yeah. Use a uh, sock like the rest of us. <laughs> Yeah, use a sock, you little asshole. Use a tissue, like everyone else. Where do you think the rest of us are coming from? (laughs) Right. So anyway, all that said, you're staying home, okay? 
Plus, I don't want you to see animals because I don't want you to see the magic that is animal. I mean, the we, the, we don't use the M word. The joy like, that honey. is animals. Okay, well, sounds like you've made up your mind. I'm going back into my cupboard, my only safe place in this entire world. You enjoy the zoo. No, hmm. wait, Mama. Wait, that's, Mama. I don't want to leave him here while we go. I don't want to no. leave him here while we go. Because what if he no, uses I, all my presents? What if he plays with my presents? What if he comes on him? I don't. Huh? That's a very good point. That's he a very good point. He doesn't to play with your presents. Don't worry. I don't no, want him he here could alone. Come on I don't them. want him here alone. He doesn't we look was... like he can come either. I mm. definitely cannot. So no, please, no, if you'll bid me adieu, I'm going <laughs> under my covers, in my bed, what I call a bed. It's really just a cardboard box. And I'm going to shut the top and see you all tomorrow. Who gave you a cardboard box? Yeah, we didn't approve that. Is that one of my presents that you Did took you to sleep on? Did you order off Amazon again? Did you use our Amazon password again? Are you crawling inside my presents to sleep in them, you little brat boy? Everyone quiet. Brat boy. Everyone quiet. I want to hear where the boy got the cardboard box. Harry? Um, you see... One day, I was looking for some food because I do have to eat. I, oh, I do have to eat. Straight. Better get but, the story but straight. But one day, I was looking for some food, and I wandered into the garage <laughs> looking for any scraps that maybe the mice had had left behind, or or the what puppy mice? before you threw. You know, the mice that live in the garage. You anyway, talk to mice. I, do you want me to tell you how I got the cardboard box? Petunia, what? Honestly, Petunia I can't believe you're still talking. I went into the garage looking for food, and what I found instead was Dudley's 38th present. Oh. And I'm sorry, but I had to take it. I had to oh. for one year. Oh. You stupid, ugly little brat boy from the stairs taking the my betrayal. 38th present. Daddy, kill him now. Kill him. No, no, we can't do that again. I mean, we never had a younger sister we never told you about. Um, uh, well, he's, he's, he, I don't trust him here alone. He's coming with us to the zoo. You just keep, keep quiet and don't do anything strange. At the zoo, the Dursleys spoil Dudley, showing him all the animals and neglecting Harry as usual. Oh, I want to see a kangaroo. Then you shall. Yeah, Ooh, I'd oh, like yeah. to see the kangaroo. Shut, Shut the fuck up, Potter. <laughs> can I see an iguana? Yes, of course, son. You can see anything you want. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. On his own, in the reptile house, Harry sees a boa constrictor, and it begins to speak to him. Harry, I'm a snake. <gasps> What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'm a snake. I'm a slithering snake. You get it? Slithering. <laughs> no, I don't get it. If I it, don't well, get anything. Well, Stop that. Stop. Listen to me. You don't do this. I have enough problems as is. I sleep in a cardboard box, and by the time I get home, I won't anymore. Harry, All right? Uh, I, yes? What? what? Yes? What are is you, it? What are you doing, bro? I'm just, um... Reenacting the Garden of Eden, can't you tell? And I'm... Oh God, you're so weird. You're so I'm moving away from you. You're such okay, a weirdo. goodbye. Weirdo. Good lord. Don't say anything until he leaves. I'm a snake. <laughs> Noticing Harry talking to a snake, Dudley pushes Harry aside to get a better look at the snake for himself. Hello, stupid ass snake. I fucking hate snakes. 
All uh, right. You know, you look like a snake, Harry. You're all skin and just gross and skinny. You know what? When God made you, he thought, there, the prototype for a snake. And all the other angels made snakes based off of your ugly frame. I'm only 10 years old, and unless you're implying the Earth is 10 years old, this joke makes no sense. At this moment, the glass in front of the snake's tank vanishes, and the boa constrictor slithers out onto the floor. What the hell? What happened? Was this open the whole time? Yes. Acknowledge my slivering joke, or I will not leave. Oh my god! Get it away from me! Get it away from me! Later that night, while at home, Harry is punished by his aunt and uncle. So exactly what are you taking away from me? Just like to know. I mean, obviously I don't have my cardboard box, but like what else can you possibly take from me? Freedom of speech. <coughs> that what? is first. Eh? You didn't earn the right to speak yet. <clears throat> Did anyone Sec say you could talk? Exactly. Secondly, we are uh, sealing this cupboard airtight, and we're going to vacuum out most of it, but leaving you enough just to barely get through the night if you don't speak or panic. Yeah. We're using that thing that sucks all the air out of plastics when you store sweaters in, uh, you know, off-season clothes and shit. Yeah, you know. So vacuum, you're vacuum. giving me the gift of death, so no. I don't have to be with you anymore. Death is welcome in my life, please. <laughs> yes, which is why you're not getting it. Oh, exactly. I thought you were about to kind of kill me, almost. We're going to withhold almost. it from you. Yeah. Uh, something me and Petunia stumbled upon recently in our sex life called autoerotic asphyxiation. You no, bring yourself to no, the point I've... of... Well, all right, that's right. You, you, don't, you don't deserve to know about our kinky sex life. It is very... Well, I mean, it is rewarding, but we're not going to tell you about it, and that's part of the, you know, that's part of the punishment. Yeah. You'll have to discover it on your own in your 40s. Yeah, yeah. like most You little people. perv. Harry ends up being sent to his cupboard without any food <laughs> and alone with his thoughts. No well, that's it here. for your punishment. Stay in the cupboard. Nothing to eat, to sustain my soul. Only me, the worst person of them all. I have nothing, and yet... I feel like I have always more to lose. I have no food. I have no water. I have no soft embrace of a parent or sibling or lover. I know no love, and yet I always want it. I only know the soft pang of despair. Clawing hey, at my... Hey, What? Yes, sorry. Quit doing poetry down there. I'm trying to sleep. Good God. <laughs> I am surrounded by very weird sexual deviants. I am surrounded by... Use a sock. Use a sock. Just quit. It's, oh, God. It's not what I'm doing. It's not what I'm doing. Chapter 3 Still punished for the boa constrictor incident, Harry has been locked in his cupboard all the way until summer. I thought then that I had so little left to give, and yet the entire summer went by, and I still have more to lose. I thought I could starve to death. No, no. <laughs> 
Somehow, it's like, it's like in my misery, I have some sort of greater purpose I must live out. Otherwise, why would I still be in squalor? Suddenly, just then, Harry is finally freed from his cupboard and immediately Dudley torments him. Oh, my God, air! Good God, you're so thin and skinny. <laughs> Dudley, I'd never thought I'd be happy to see your face. Oh, and yet, God. I've been so alone. Get off of me. Get off Wait, of me. Dudley, oh, please, just, just give me a small little Holy caress God, on my arm. Dad. Let me know that there are other people Dad, in this universe. Dad, who is still down here? Oh, Dad. God. I was looking for the fucking vacuum. Oh, oh my God. God, it's you, Daddy. May well, I call you Daddy? No, never. Have you been down here the whole time? I, I don't know what year it is. I don't know if I live. Someone please embrace me. God, you're weird. We don't hug in this house. One day, Harry fetches the mail for Uncle Vernon. Harry notices a letter bearing a coat of arms that is addressed to him in the cupboard under the stairs. He ponders out loud. Wow, I felt the sun. I felt the sun. I saw grass. I heard a bird, but my eyes couldn't even focus on its shape. I didn't know what air could feel like. I am so, so overwhelmed. I cannot believe, and in my delirium, would you believe, Harry? What? What, Harry? Would you believe, Harry, that I found a letter? You found a what? I found a letter! You found a what? Harry, no one's writing to you. Well, look at it. You look at it. It's addressed to the broom closet under the stairs. That's not a real address, Harry. Yes, it, it's written right here. Harry, no one's writing. Well, why don't I open it? Yes, why don't you? Uncle Vernon grabs the envelope from him and shows it to his wife. They discuss what to do. Should we rip it up in front of him or burn it in front of no, him? What do you uncle, think? Uncle, I think please. you should fart on it and set it on fire. Oh, God, I love you. <laughs> oh, let me, let me, let me. All right. Dudley, you fought on it. Dudley, Petunia, you get I the know matches. you have some pumped up. All right. Oh, I always do. Let me get the I big lighter. Do. All right. Uh, one, two, three. Can you just... And we're done. Who taught him to read in the first place? The next day, Uncle Vernon orders Harry to move into Dudley's second room. Harry goes upstairs and sees that the room has been used to store Dudley's toys. Don't touch any of the toys. Believe me, I won't. All right. Well, I'm going to back out of this scene now. <laughs> the next day, another letter comes for Harry, this time addressed to him in the smallest bedroom. Harry tries to get the letter, but Uncle Vernon snatches it and makes up what the letter says. Oh, it says right here, um, oh, to the little piece of shit who, um, was moved out of the cupboard into the room by the very handsome and brave Vernon Dursley. Um, hope you're not doing well, um, and you suck. 
Oh, well, wow. that's all it said. It, but it, who it, wrote it to me? Who even knows of my existence? From your mysterious unadmirer. I guess someone <gasps> out there hates you almost as much as we do. All right, this one I'm going to burn. I'm going to burn <laughs> this one. The following morning, Harry wakes up early to try to get the mail before anyone else gets up. But he is thwarted by Uncle Vernon, who has slept near the mail slot. My God, man! It's 6 a.m. You have a bedroom! Go away! We, uh, me and the missus pulled an all-nighter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, uh, I don't know what you're saying. Your heart can't take it. I'm no. sorry, but this is the worst I've ever been treated. I want to know who my mysterious unadmirer is, and I want to know how badly he thinks of me. Listen here, Harry. First off, I'm a bottom, <laughs> so I don't have to do a lot of the work. Secondly, you don't need to know who hates you. Just assume that it's everyone. Okay? Now go back to your room, which I so graciously granted you, and think nothing of this. This will be the last time you receive a letter. I guarantee it. Otherwise, <laughs> well, you can request anything from me. Anything at all. <laughs> hey, come back upstairs. Uh, yes, mistress. Uncle Vernon nails the mail slot shut. However, twelve letters come for Harry the next day, slipped under the door or through the cracks. Harry reads one out loud. I would just like to say before I read this letter that you said no more letters for me. And you said if one came, I could ask anything of you. But guess what, Uncle V? What? Twelve came, which means I have twelve of my wishes to get from you. Soon, letters flood the house, entering in impossible ways. Uncle 13, Vernon 14. becomes irate. Fifteen, sixteen, that, that's at least fifty stop, wishes. Stop, stop counting. Whoa. That's at least, that's one hundred wishes. Whoa. Grab all, the, go, grab all of them. If he never reads them, I got it doesn't count. I got it. It doesn't oh, count oh, if he doesn't oh, get them. Oh, I hate He them. can't prove that they're him if he get he, if he doesn't have any of the evidence. Harry, sneak upstairs. Yes, I will. Harry, sneak now. This Petunia. is a chance. Okay, oh, Harry, he's going upstairs. I don't oh, know hey, who go. he's talking get to. Get back here. His ankles are so small, I can't even wrap my hand around it. Still enraged, Uncle Vernon decides to take everyone away from the house. But at the hotel where they stay, a hundred letters are delivered for Harry. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Who is the rat? One of us is leaking information. God damn, uh, this is like when Adam and Eve got our email address. I know, right? <laughs> God, they no. just kept sending us emails. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's God not like damn we it. weren't interested in some of them, but like... Yeah, I mean, anyway. I don't want to be subscribed. That's what I'm saying. On a dark and stormy night, Uncle Vernon takes the family out to an island with only one shack on it. Inside, Vernon bolts the door and lays down the ground rules. Rule number one. I will have no dissenting opinions on this island, which I am pronouncing... Dissenting opinions? What does that mean? You mean dissenting? Uh, It's an opinion that comes down from the sky, you idiot. Thank you, Dudley. That's what I was trying to get at. That was rule number one. Rule number two. No clap back, Harry. Rule number three, from the hours of 9 p.m. to 12 p.m., the missus and I will be using the living room for our own personal recreation. You boys, turn around and cover your ears. After midnight, 
it is recreational time for Dudley. Harry, okay. you go hold on to the bars outside so that the waves don't wash you away. <laughs> We're still responsible for you legally. I welcome the challenge of the waves to sweep me away to an eternity of drowning. I'm sorry, but that's what living with you is like. That sounds like clapback. It does sound like clapback. Hey, remember that summer that you just spent in the closet? Uh, yeah, it just ended. You're going to dream about a paradise like that. You're going to dream about a fucking paradise like that, Harry. That's what <laughs> clapback gets you. You're kind of clapbacking at me. <laughs> That's kind of a clapback. That's touche, Harry. It's kind of a clapback. Touche. Later that night, while everyone is asleep, the clock strikes 12 and it is midnight and it becomes Harry's birthday. There is a loud thump at the door. Who or what could it be? Harry sits up straight and can only muster a word. Time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Improv on Tape. Please like, share, and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. The show is co-created by Christopher Ninez, Eric Kimbleton, and myself, Mason Trueblood. Rounded out by a talented cast of actors, Sean Condy, Noah James, Eric Kimbleton, Christopher Ninez, Janet Parizo, Mason Trueblood, and Owen Virgin. Music done by the fabulous Cameron Chambers and the Cameron Chambers Philharmonic. If you liked us, you can find us on social media. We've got Twitter, it's at Improv on Tape. And we've got Instagram, it's at Improv on Tape show give us a follow there leave us a nice comment if you didn't like us we don't have social media we don't have twitter we've never heard of instagram please ignore us thanks for tuning in we love you guys see you next time